Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am still trying to finish reading the Necromunda rulebook. <laughs> I'm Jay, and uh, if only there was a better miniatures game that a friend had invited you to play with him that you wouldn't have to do that for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that makes me funny. It makes <laughs> me laugh so hard. Oh, jeez. Oh, ridiculous. Uh, oh, and I'm Josh, and... I'm currently reading the uh, tips for a incoming legislator on the rules of the house. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds that sounds even boring, more boring than what I'm reading. It's basically like reading the rules to Democker or um, <laughs> or founding fathers, so, I suppose. So you're way. loving it, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm into it, man. Uh, founding fathers rules are not so bad. That's true. <laughs> It would be kind of interesting to uh, to read it just to see like how flagrantly everyone just disregards it. Like <laughs> my perception is that the the crazies like don't care at all, but maybe maybe I'm. Yeah, I, I one, think I, I think there is Josh. some that gets disregarded, but I think there's some that like you don't mess with. Sure. I yeah. mean, it was pretty interesting to learn about you know the call of the house, where it's basically like. If you're not excused, you're going to be arrested and brought back into the house to vote. So, does it have any rules in there about, you know, giving other legislators like, you know, bunny ears or anything like that? <laughs> um, I can't remember if it like directly addresses the quorum, but it does talk about you have to have a two thirds, two thirds vote of the house to ex- expel a member, which mm. that almost happened to someone who gave another legislator bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm not naming I'm names, <laughs> but they know who they are. <laughs> it's so every every now and then I will uh do a search on Twitter for the Mad Chad uh hashtag just to I just don't know. To, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> to lighten up your day a little. Uh yeah, I guess. I don't know. I his so uh, Josh's former opponent, his latest thing has has mostly been like saying that he'll be like, say that he doesn't hate gay people. And he's like, whatever, you do your thing. And then like the rest of the post is about like how much he hates gay people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it definitely his uh, tried and true format for his his recent posts. <laughs> This feels like behind the paywall conversation, so I will say <laughs> <Abstain>. no comment. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'll abstain. 
The gentleman uh, from District 32 may have the floor. So, Trevor, I think so far you're the only one who has gone to Thor Love and Thunder. No, no I have not yet. Oh, oh, you haven't yet either, then. Okay. No. Well, I, no. I feel good about that in some ways. Not, not yet. Uh, Wait, you've gone already, Jay? I'm going Sunday. Oh, you're going Sunday. Okay. All right. No, I, decided... I, I, w- I will probably, um, if, if it doesn't happen tonight, which it may not, um, then it'll happen tomorrow, uh, mid-morning, essentially. On, I went on Thursday night on Doctor Strange 2, and it was basically a full theater, and I got, like, a cough uh, a few days later. And so I was like, eh, you know what, I think I can just wait until Sunday when Uh-oh. the theaters aren't as full. So that will probably be my strategy going forward to uh be a crotchety old man and avoid people even more (laughs) (laughs) uh i guess dji news related to uh the asgardians a little bit the new releases that we have for marvel crisis protocol we have the asgardian affiliation pack that has uh thor loki hella and valkyrie for one low price and one box. And then there's also a new release of Heimdall and Scourge are now available as well. So check those guys out. So my favorite story coming out of Thor Love and Thunder right now is that um, Taki Watiti, who has been um, given the green light to make a Star Wars movie, yes. uh, uh, approached Natalie Portman about joining his Star Wars movie. Okay. <laughs> And she told him, I, I've already been in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize. <laughs> he didn't well, like, he didn't approach her with like that level of cluelessness. For real? No. Yes, yes, he did. No. Yeah, yeah, she, she said she said to him, so what's next? And he said, well, I'm working on this, you know, I'm working on this Star Wars thing. You know, are you interested? And she basically said, I've already been in a Star Wars movie. And he said, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of uh, Taika Waititi, or I don't know if I said his name right. You said our words. Taika. Taika, okay. So um, I did watch all of Our Flag Means Death. I will say that the, um, I guess my quick takeaways from it are that the pilot is easily the worst episode of the series. Oh, that's good information, actually. Which I, is, gave, I gave up after the... I, wait, this is the uh, Our Flag Means Death? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yes. yeah. So, the pilot's the worst. It is... Uh, other other note on it, it was... It had a lot more gay themes than I expected in it, and it does get a lot better once Taika shows up, as he, he ends up playing one of the main characters. Yeah, he's, he's Blackbird or whatever, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, Which, uh, spoilers. Oh, well, was that <laughs> a spoiler? It's not a spoiler. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw an interview with him where he's just like, he's like, he he did zero research about playing Blackbeard because he's like, I start, I read the, he said, I read the very first section about Blackbeard from some you know source, and it basically said, hey, no one's really actually sure about any of this stuff. So he's like, well, if nobody really knows what Blackbeard was actually like, why should I study any of this? I'll just make him however I want him to be. <laughs> I feel like that describes his method for everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I did I did end up enjoying the show quite a bit. Uh, it did get quite a bit better from the pilot, and it has been renewed for a second season. So Interesting. I, I'll have to go back. I tried the first episode. Um, I was 
it, it, it felt like there was something there, but you know, there was sections that were humorous, but overall it was kind of like the, the pilot was definitely pretty rough. Yeah. Jay, you didn't, didn't start strange new worlds yet. Did you? No, <laughs> I can hear the, we disapper- are, the, the I disapproving know. father. I'm not angry. Voice. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I mean, we've been getting through the MCU pretty quickly. We're, we just finished Shang-Chi. We have like, Oh geez. Eternals, the two Spider-Men, and then like Hawkeye and Ms. Marvel left, something like that. Are you trying to finish it before Sunday? No, no. Oh, okay. Brian's not going to go to the theater. He still oh. hasn't seen Strange 2. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the purpose oh, of this. Oh, sorry. Rewatch. When he said Strange 2, I, for some reason I thought Stranger Things. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think he stopped Stranger Things on season two, though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Actually, that's when Laramie stopped it, too, so... I shouldn't be I think surprised. When it, I think when place. it all finishes that we'll probably uh, watch all Stranger Things together. But but let's talk about Stranger Things. We're going to grade Stranger Things. Uh, I have a prediction for this <laughs> talk that we're going to have. Okay. Are you going to tell us the prediction? Or like, yes. is it written down somewhere? And No. I mean, my prediction is that we're going to... There's going to be like a bunch of different things that we complain about. And then when we finally get to like grading it or talking about it, it's going to be like, it'll sound super gushy. The the sum will be greater than all of the, the complaints that we make. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I could be, I'm, I'm curious to see if I'm, I guess I'm going to be the only one that is this way or if uh, you guys are as well. Uh, before we start, well, actually, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but I, I'm curious. I like, guess spoiler alert, so turn it yeah, off. Yeah, big time spoiler it. alerts. So I watched this basically with my only daughter that's still in the house, right? The 14-year-old. Okay. And, like, to me, the funnest part about watching it with her is that she and I had a feuding, I believe the kids call it ship, you know? You ship, you, ship. Want, you want certain relationships. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, she was, she was team Stancy the whole way. Steve and Nancy Wheeler, and I was like, "You're wrong. It's Jancy the whole way, right?" So we kept doing. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that who cracked the, me. Up. So who's 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 the Jancy couple? Jonathan and Nancy. So you know, it's it's. Do you prefer Jonathan as Nancy's uh, couple or Steve? Anyway, I will well, talk. about I mean, I'm curious that you picked. I'm that curious you picked Jonathan because, uh, like, if you, I don't know, if you like look at each of the the characters I can make like a complaint on what they did with the characters on almost all of them in this season. You mean? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, I don't understand. I don't know. Like I, well, I didn't love the choice with Jonathan to make him just like this big pothead. Who's like doing nothing. Who in the end lied to Nancy. That was when it all came apart for me, but <laughs> here's the I'm, thing. I'm surprised that like straight lace. Josh was like, you know what? I I really want uh, Jonathan to to listen, be listen. I was loyal Josh, to the Jancy ship from season three. See, that's yeah. the thing. The, th- the thing is, is I I this season feels to me like the the time during high school when all the friends sort of start going different directions and starting, and which I heavily experienced. And some of your friends who you thought were going to go off and you know do great things instead sort of like tread water a little bit for a year or two. And I feel like Jonathan is like, I understood that why he sort of was afraid of got into the purple haze. Yeah. He was afraid of, of 
commitment and of of taking on life and and instead let himself sort of been you know pushed by the the waves of of pot or whatever happened to be at that moment so anyway I, I, go ahead I, I don't think i'm gonna have as many complaints as you do i there was very few issues i had with any of the characters and the, the path in which they took them. I'm excited I, to talk about time management then. <laughs> okay. I, I was fine with everything. It To me, it very much felt like my 16 to 20-year-old self. Like, I I had friends who kind of just fell away. That people, like, just, I had a friend that I hung out with since the time I was probably 10 until about 16. And then him and I just sort of fell went his way and I went my way. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it well, was so weird. Jay, I'm curious, like, how do you want to complain? Do you want to go character by character here? Sure. Or, or like, yeah. uh, are all of these complaints old man shaking fist at clouds level oh, complaints? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and I don't think that, I mean, we can start with Hopper. Uh, with who? I, with Hopper. Okay, okay. okay. I don't feel like it's necessarily, there There are probably, I have a fair number of old man shakes fist at clouds, uh, kids these days. Uh, but the Hopper storyline, like, it just seems so, A, implausible to me, and B, it just took, like, so much time. Mm, I agree with you on the time thing. I mean, but if <laughs> I, I, if that's where, like, your suspension of disbelief... I'm, like, apart, I understand. Like, I'm like, I'm like... But, but so it's what, like, okay, I can... It was totally I, over I, the top. It was a totally over the top, like, story. I, under, I understand that, like... You know, we're suspending disbelief for this alternate dimension and et cetera, et cetera. But like this whole plan of like, I'm going to get you like this fat stack of cash and there's no, I have no reason to believe that you're actually going to deliver what you've promised other than reasons. You like referred I, to the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing about that storyline. I agree with you that the pacing on it lost me a couple times right but the yeah. greatest thing about that st- storyline and the greatest disservice done in the last 20 minutes of the season it the great disservice is that where the where the h was murray in the final 15 20 minutes of the season because he was a freaking he was amazing in that hopper storyline like the karate yeah i would say <laughs> the, the flamethrower like i mean oh my gosh that was so good yeah, I would say that of the, of the people who like, you know, did their stock go up or down uh, this season? He's one of the few characters whose like stock went way up this season. Agreed, agreed. Despite some pacing issues with that storyline. Okay, good. Okay, so that's your Hopper complaint. Yes. Okay. Um, can you? Can you? Does that sorry. Cover can you George be Samuel more? Also? Can you be more specific about what you about what part of the storylines you don't feel is realistic i guess because i don't i guess i don't feel the same way i'm trying to trying to see specifically what you don't like what the, was the, the most implausible yeah the like the whole their whole rescue plan was just seems so implausible to me and the like i don't know like they're just gonna go to, into to, russia during the cold war and they're gonna give these people money and they're they have no reason to expect that these people are going to deliver what they were promised Jay, they and, and they didn't or Right. That's true. The plan all fell apart. The plan <laughs> fell apart. So what part of that is? I mean, I, I realize that they they were foolish, to, but the plan didn't work. It fails. I, I was a little mad work? that Murray's paranoia like turned off when they went to Yuri's. 
sure. shop. Yeah. Which, I'm yeah. like, what? Weren't you the guy that was like living in a bunker and you drink coffee from this crazy Russian pilot? Like, come on. But whatever. It set yeah. it up. It set I, that, it up to be able to I do karate midair. I will agree with Josh's point. It was a little odd that they that they came in and especially Murray lost all paranoia and drank the yeah. coffee. That 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 little uh, plot point to forward it sort of bugged me too. Like I just didn't see him actually drinking anything that he was given by this stranger. Um. All right. So what? What? I guess. What did you think? We we had a, a couple of new characters. Uh. We have the the stoner pizza dude. <laughs> Argyle. Okay. Or somebody called uh, his name, which was a which was amazing. What? Is that really his name? I'm Argyle. Pretty sure it is. I'm almost positive. Uh, I didn't pay that close. He he drove me nuts, so I didn't pay that close attention to him. You didn't okay. feel that he redeemed himself by introducing pineapple pizza to Eleven? No. All right. <laughs> uh, and then we have the uh, Eddie. The greatest new character of the season. Is he? Okay, here's the thing. He, his scene, like his climactic scene was so good for me that it glossed over any other faults that he might have. Like, seriously, obey your master inside the upside down. That, that scene just like sucked (laughs) me in a hundred percent. So yes, he is. Oh yeah. That, that scene didn't for me because. It's an awful song. <laughs> wow. I'm going to apologize to all the listeners out there. Please, please ignore my co-host and the fact that he just named the greatest metal song of all time as a horrible song. Is it the greatest well, metal song of all time? Yes. Hands down. I mean, it's definitely top I mean, three. It is the greatest. It's off the greatest metal album of all time. It, it was just, it was so, and that's the, that's one of the things that I will say that I feel like the Duffer Brothers do such a great job with the, using the, you know, the nostalgic songs. Like it was used so well. Like he was, you know, they basically were a living metal cover band, uh, you know, co- album cover right then. Demon bats coming at him and red lightning. I'm like, that scene was awesome. So anyway, I liked him a lot. I, I thought he was an interesting character arc too. Yeah, I I <laughs> kind think of going that, from. I think that Jay is probably in the minority. Most of the people that I have I'm probably, to have yeah. seen, they love Eddie. What did you not like about him, Jay? Uh, I mean, he's he's basically a stoner metalhead with very few redeeming qualities. <laughs> but he's a great DM. Is he? I mean, I love the I, phrase. I, I thought this is why we good. play after Erica hit, you know, the natural twenty. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm the target audience for some of this stuff. I'm just like, I'm I, not crying, I will you're concede. Crying. I will concede that he's a better character than the Stoner Pizza dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, geez, that was hard. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me. I'm. Is Owens? Did I not remember him from season three? The 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 foil to the Doctor Brenner, the guy that convinces L to go back, you know, to the Nina lab. I can't think who that actor is. Hold on. You mean Paul Reiser? Schneider. Paul Reiser. Yeah. Was he was he new to this season or not? No. No, he's not new to this season at all. He was the major uh, doctor from season two. Okay, he was then. Okay, I could not remember that. Like he he, he he's the doctor that they take Will in to see every week uh, at at um in Hawkins in Hawkins National Lab. Okay. Um, he helps. I did not escape. remember. 
that at all. So he's the, he's the one on the microphone that's helping Bob when he goes to flip the switch in season two. Okay. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely not new. Right. Then we don't need to talk about it. So for me, Eddie is he is a sort of a conglomerate of basically all of my friends in high school. Um, so I, I I love him. He's he, the one that you were playing lawful evil D and D parties with. Oh yeah. I mean, he's uh, to be fair, he's. I was probably more responsible with my schooling than he was, but there's a big part of him that's me. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's funny. You know, but I, I, he looks like my friends. He talks like my friends. He was, I was a massive metalhead in high school. He's, I mean, the funny thing is, is the character that I most maybe resembled prior to him was um, uh, Max's brother. I drove a Camaro in high school. Billy. Yeah, and I hated Billy. Um, so Billy was an excuse my word, he was an asshole. So uh I didn't I didn't he he was way too uptight. I didn't like him at all. Eddie is kind of the flip side of the same group of guys and I I just loved him way more. Um okay, so I'm curious what your guys' opinion are on the the plot line with Will. It kind of felt Are we referring to the painting and like did did I understand the plot line well that you I, know he he was he, he's basically uh, closeted and you know clearly has feelings beyond friendship for Michael who I'm just going to take a brief a brief detour to say that I my least favorite character in this entire show is now a wheeler and it's not Nancy <laughs> <laughs> I actively wanted Michael to die. <laughs> uh, I've liked Mike less and less as each season has gone on. Yeah, he's like Harry Potter. He gets worse with every book and every movie. Yeah, like, seriously. I, I definitely, and I can I can understand though. I mean, as he, as boys are stupid um, growing up, they just they do dumb things all because of testosterone i think he takes it to a whole nother level though like he is just like do you, do you know how i, I just realized yeah, but here's what him. mike wheeler is are you ready for this sure he is the cyclops of stranger things cyclops to the x-men is as mike wheeler to stranger things like incompetent stupid worthless <laughs> <laughs> just just putting it out there I'm going to disagree a little bit because I think Mike is going to, there's going to be a realization five, six years down the road where he actually hits adulthood and he's going to go back to being the Mike we knew before. I, I, I just feel like he's going through a phase. Maybe. And, a phase for three seasons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so back to your question, Dave, is that the storyline? Is that what you mean by it? Yeah. I mean, it's basically Will is gay and in the, in the closet and he has a crush on Mike and he's like, and most of the time where they're doing screen time with Will, it's him crying over him having feelings for Mike and it not being reciprocated. Yeah, that is true. I mean, they didn't do much else with him this season. No. Yeah. You know, other so, than uh, as the big spoiler at the end that he could sense Vecna and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm fairly disappointed with the season for Will because and I understand why they don't give him as much screen time because why? he's. Because he was the focus of season two. Oh, of yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it feels like he's not like they're just sort of moving through the characters that you know the, that um, this season was more about uh, Hopper and Max than it was 
um, some of the other characters. And I know you can't give you cannot give the equal amount of screen time in every season for every character, but Will was kind of the central point of the show yeah. up, up to this yeah. point. Yeah, he was very neglected this season. Yeah, and he just feels very neglected here. And I, I guess, I guess I, I understand you could you've only got so much time in your season, but it feels like. It feels like they're giving him screen time without giving him screen time, and it, it sort of bugs me. It's like we're doing, we're going to give you some some interesting things about Will, but then we're not going to we're not going to expand upon them. We're not going to do anything else. We're just going to let it go. I would have almost rather that they let him just move into the backseat and not not brought in those those plot points yet and saved it for another season. But the problem is, is that this whole thing has got to. That was just one more season. Yeah. Well, and I, weren't we originally told that season four was the end? I thought, I thought so. I don't. Know. I thought so too. In fact, I told all my kids that this was the last season. And then we started getting through, and I'm like, "This isn't going to be the last season." And we get to the end, and clearly, it's not the last season. And I start looking up and find out that six months ago or whatever, they said they were moving into a fifth season. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a little weird. I'm hoping that if they're going to develop his character anymore, that they're setting that 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 what they're not doing is just. That they're setting up more later instead of just the article I read is that they are kind of planning a spin off, which a isn't spin-off? surprising. Yes. For just Will? Well, I have uh, for Stranger Things. I don't know. You know, oh. I don't know. Okay. Well I'm not gonna complain too much. I think that it was all well done. I just it feels like there was stuff I wish there, on the cut I wish floor. I wish there would have been more for Will besides him crying over Mike. Be- besides him <laughs> pining for Mike. Yes. Well, in some ways, don't you feel like they did the same thing with Robin's character this season, too? Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But Robin's so freaking funny with Steve that I don't mind it. You know, Will, meantime, is sharing screen time with that <laughs> blowhard Mike Wheeler. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Uh, all right. So Steve, uh, he's another one where I felt like his stock went up this season. His stock goes up every season. I know. He's like, buy Steve. You should have bought Steve season one. Like basically, I yeah, no, I was, no I was, argument. I was talking about this with a friend that like basically at this point Steve's probably my favorite character, and it's almost by Do you feel default. Dirty about that? It's almost by default because um, so many of the other characters have like had their stock price tanking. So. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, I do. Who like would Steve. win in a fight now, though, Jay, Steve or Murray? <laughs> Still Steve. Dude, Steve loses every fight. He'd cut. He'd oh, be true. all that's beat true. up. His that's eyes true. would be swollen. He would be it, a rusted up lip. He he is, it doesn't matter. Captain America, I can do this all day. Kind of character, isn't he? Oh, that's amazing. Dustin would beat him up at this point. He loses oh, to everyone. Whatever. Dustin was a wimp. I can't believe he ditched Eddie. He uh, abandoned okay, so it. Dustin. I mean, it feels like. Dustin was just a continuation of the uh, he's equal parts like smug and annoying. Yeah, I I feel bad for loving um, the encounter with Dustin's girlfriend as much as I did. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's poking so much fun at me in a way. And I'm like, I loved it. That's all. <laughs> I, I I have to admit, when they first pull up to the Mormon household, I was a little concerned as to how they were going to portray it yeah yeah they hit it out of the park it's it i mean i lived in a mormon households exactly <laughs> like that all throughout the neighborhood 
there's 42 kids and nobody knows what anything is going on at that particular moment and there's always the one daughter who is like the total rebel who doesn't want it with the rest of the family yeah 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 uh, um i what did you guys think of the plot line with lucas with him uh i wanted lucas and mike to both die in a fire <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the truth is, the plot line was very well done. It was super well written about, you know, like, you start to get pulled away, you want to be the cool kid, you've got the talent to, you know, right. make it in the past, and, you know, and you it, end up, <clears throat> but I mean, like, it's his fault that Max is in a coma. Let's just, I'm just going to put it out there. It's 100% <laughs> his fault. Everything Lucas did was wrong, and so he's in contention for Mike Wheeler's spot of most despised of the characters for me. Uh, I don't have that much. I I understand how Lucas is feeling. I understand how he ended up where he was. I have a lot more empathy, I guess, for him. It did feel a little bit to me like there was a fair bit of time that was spent creating kind of the villain of the super jock and the payoff felt a little bit anticlimactic to me. And did you guys agree with that or am i uh wrong here well they did a good enough job that i loved seeing him get his just desserts yeah i i actually didn't feel that way i I did enjoy i guess it was a mini boss i mean right sure i i guess i expected more from him at the end it was it, it felt kind of quick to me but i don't know um i guess let's let's talk about 11 Mm, i don't know Uh, so, like, she was the character I ended up almost caring the least about. Like I don't, I, I don't abjectly hate her like Mike, you know, but she just kind of felt static to me this season. It is interesting that she basically created Vecna, though. I mean, it starts the season out with her not having her powers and her being oh. like, completely socially awkward. I did forget how much I loved the roller skate scene, though. Oh man! Oh, you love that. That was good stuff, yeah. You you enjoy watching uh, people being traumatized? I think Jay and I were more nerdy than Josh in high school because I felt horrible watching that scene. You it did? Brought back, it brought back so many bad memories. No, I mean, I said I loved watching her clock the, the lady. Oh, yeah, I love that. With the roller skate. That's what I meant, not the other way around. I like seeing bullies get their comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> i uh it was harsh i had a hard time because yeah it, it felt like carrie it felt like that old movie you know like yeah yeah i thought Elle's powers were going to come back and blood was going to come gushing out of the walls or something yeah i i'm struggling because watching millie bobby brown grow up a little bit and, and yeah. some of this is just hearsay but the hearsay is that she's kind of rude and mean to people in real life she having a drew barrymore path Maybe. Um, and I'm so I'm having a little bit of a hard time disassociating that rumor with what I'm seeing on TV because I like Eleven as a character. Millie Bobby Brown is sort of rubbing me the wrong way in real life. And I've watched some interviews with her and, and I'm kind of seeing it. And it just it she doesn't I don't like people who aren't at least a little bit down to earth. That's interesting. It It is. So anyway. I guess I should really detach that from the character in the series because, you know, they're not the same person. Um, 
she's just playing somebody else. So anyway, I, I I've enjoyed I enjoyed the the plot line for Eleven. I enjoyed um, seeing bullies get their comeuppance, uh, which she did in season one as well. So I I could do more of that. But um, part of part of my issue with her plot line is that it it starts off with her not having her powers and like it's obvious that she has to get her powers back. Mm-hmm. And so like the whole path towards that seemed a little, I, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know what is a good way to say it, but I guess the, the choice to take away her powers in the first place seemed a little bit weird to me, I guess maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make, it still has not made sense to me. Like I don't understand why her powers are, were gone. Like the, it, the, can you, even after watching it and yeah, the, the quote unquote know. explanation, I still don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, that's fair. So that, that's, I agree with you. I've, I never understood. I, I liked the powers were gone part of the end of season three. I would have rather seen them come back slowly. Like she, she experienced some trauma, but it felt like, you know, instead they were, it was a, an object that had been stolen from her. And the only way to get it back was to, you know, go through this traumatic experience that I, now I can hand you the power back and we're back to full power again. It, I didn't care for that. I would have rather. And new powers, not just full power. I mean, it felt like to me new power. Yeah, I would have I would have rather seen her, you know, practicing, seeing it come back, but, but experiencing the trauma of it not working or. Like an 80s level training montage. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the we're just going to see some some memories until boom it's back uh nancy wheeler i love nancy i'm sorry yeah her stock will never fall for me sorry (laughs) she's the wheeler i can't stay angry at (laughs) even after what she did to barb i do love that vecna used that as the mental bait too i was so hoping that vecna was barb oh that would have been that actually would have been a pretty amazing too i when they first released, you know, kind of the little, you know, just teasers of, of season four, I'm like, oh, yes, Barb is going to get her revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, Robin, any any notes on her? Um, uh, she's just a freaking great duo with Steve. Uh, I, I still yeah, know. And actually, her and Nancy's duo scene was hilariously fun. Like, the getting into the... Uh, asylum or whatever you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that, was a, that was a great couple of scenes right there i think it's interesting here to sort of parallel her scenes versus wills since they're they they're clearly playing you up because there was some pining in both instances yes but you can see where where they make her more than just a weepy stereotype yeah right right Am I, 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 I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, you could make an argument that, you know, Will is a younger character starting to deal with that. Okay. That's fair. And, and Robin, but, you know, has some experience, but Jay has a point in that every time you see him, it's the same thing over and over again. It yeah. It feels right, like, right. So if you parallel that with what they've done with Robin, she still has those scenes, but she also has these scenes where she pa- the best part about about Stranger Things is the odd couples, right? That's where they take two characters who you did never expected to to team up and they team them up. Like you you don't expect Nancy and Steve in season three. You don't expect Nancy and and Robin 
in season four. Right. You don't expect Dustin and Steve. I mean, I, I'm hitting Steve a lot here, but point being is these people, <laughs> you're putting these strange combinations together and seeing how these people grow together to actually, you know, like each other and work with each other. And I, I guess I just, going back to what, what it would have, it would have worked well. You know, one, you know, one of the funny things is, is from the very beginning of season one, we've always heard about how Mike and Will have been friends since kindergarten or whatever. They were always the best friends. You talked about how the other two friends in the group didn't feel like they quite, you know, never felt like they quite fit in as well as Will and Mike. Why couldn't Will and Mike be the odd couple for this for this season and have some episodes together? But the problem is, is that Mike is a jerk the whole time. Agreed. Anyway, I'm just I'm just saying I'm seeing what they did with Robin and I'm wondering why they couldn't have done that with Will. Um, Max. I mean, she certainly made "Running Up That Hill" the most popular song of the t- year 2022. Uh, <laughs> I feel like. <clears throat> um, uh, I don't know. She, I, I, for me, her stock rose like a lot. She had some really great scenes, you know, like uh, both at the cemetery and then like in the house towards the end, you know, where she's talking about that she did want her brother to die and stuff. I don't know. Like I, I thought that was all done really was all really well done. I mean, really the only thing holding her back is that she forgave Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong in feeling like that they should have paired her up with someone other than Lucas for this season? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, this storyline of sort of redeeming a young relationship is a good storyline to use, right? Is it? Clearly. <laughs> Based on the amount of money these people are printing, clearly. Yeah. Um. Then finally, Vecna. This is my one little bit of complaint. I realize that this maybe maybe this season was not planned earlier, but I would have liked to have seen some foreshadowing about the character of Vecna long before now. Well, because one was essentially a brand new character, right? Yeah, that's the part that bugs me. One, I think they did a pretty good job of retconning him. I will say that for him. Okay, that's fair. right. I mean, of like uh, saying that Vecna's sort of. I mean, they don't come right out and say it, but they basically are like Vecna's been there the whole time. Like it's always been him, you know? Like yeah, it doesn't feel like it has though. But uh, I'm not saying they couldn't have done better, like you're saying foreshadowing. Yeah, I just I wanted some foreshadowing. I don't want to find out that one. I don't want to. I don't want to meet one in season four. Like it, if you if you see interviews with the Duffer brothers or read articles about them, they say that they've had a lot of these plot lines planned out from the very beginning. If that's true, then why didn't we see one before now? I just would have rather have seen one even even a season before. Like if I if we had been introduced to the character one last season, but it you know just sort of uh, not necessarily a major plot point, but just part of something else that you know history that we'd learned about eleven, and then one comes back for this season, it would have been less jarring for me. I think that's fair. Yeah, my <laughs> uh, minor complaint or quibble with it is that uh, there were times that his voice definitely kind of drove me crazy, but. That didn't. I never had an issue with that, but that's. I can understand why it might. Him. There's only so many times I can hear him moan the name Max before. <laughs> so, I saw that complaint in our Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Prior to me seeing that episode, so I was. You were prepped. I was. I was aware that it was a complaint, so I was watching for it, and I 
I just didn't get it. I don't get that complaint yeah. at all. I, he just did not say it that many times. All right. Well, any any final thoughts before we start the grading? I think we kind of mentioned this. We'll talk about it in time management, but man, the uh, the finale was really really well done. But I feel like they could have <laughs> gotten there a little quicker. Is, is are you saying that because of the length of the episode? I'm or? saying the length of the overall season. Really? Yeah. It's only nine episodes, Josh. I know, but they're long. I'm an old man. Do you know when I get sleepy? you know how fast I get sleepy? <laughs> Do you know how fast I get sleepy? I made it through them just fine. Well, that's what's weird. I, like, I didn't. Like, I was falling asleep in probably episode eight. Yeah, probably episode eight. Anyway. All right. Well, let's go ahead and grade first design. Design. So I thought that the the season was interesting. I thought the the plot line was interesting. Um, certainly there were some choices, such as um, how they get uh, Joyce and and Murray to to rush as a kind of a stretch, a stretch a little bit. And certainly there's some concerns about or with the way that they took away Eleven's power last season and how they brought it back this season. But overall, those are pretty minor quibbles for me. Like I really enjoyed this season quite a bit, so I I'm gonna you know knock it down for a few things, but I'm gonna still give it a nine. I thought this was better in season three. I'm impressed. Uh, so I agree I'm, with that last statement. I did enjoy it more than season three. I'm also really glad that Brenner died, and I hope that they'll find him in the Upside Down in season five and kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they've killed him twice so far. So why I hope not? they make a Molotov cocktail out of Mike Wheeler and throw that at <laughs> Dr. Brenner in the Upside Down. If the Duffer Brothers want to call me for other great plot ideas, you know, I'm available. Anyway, I I'm not quite to a nine, but I I I, I will give it an eight. I had a I had a great time watching it. Again, part of that is the context and that I was watching it with my daughter. It ended up kind of being a a bonding moment. We forbade my wife from <laughs> coming to watch it because. Uh, it it's this was actually this was it one had of my less questions. body horror than three it felt like to me but but the there, the it, killings were pretty grim like yeah. right and the there was a couple killings. couple of them up front that made it like if you can get past that and then get into the season where the rest of it is it's fine when you say a couple of them, the, you mean like the og the chrissy killing or whatever yeah and the guy in the lake were those those two were like um no, the, two the guy in the lake was he's like three or four episodes in i think actually. oh sorry the guy the kid in the road yeah yeah the the fred yeah those those were the first basically like the first two episodes right I remember yes. that, right? yeah 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 i remember that specifically because my wife said to my kids i bet you that it that that will be as as harsh as it gets and it'll go downhill from there and then the very next episode boom second murder and my kids are like mom you said it was gonna get easier <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah so that was a bit grim but I, I still felt like it had less kind of i don't know goopy yeah, horror blood. than season three did you know blood and, and yeah goop is the right word yeah viscera i believe um i'll, I'll go with an eight as well okay Time management. Going to knock it down here on this score. The only other score it could do worse on is didn't kill Mike Wheeler. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, I, yeah, again, there were parts where the pacing felt like it took a little longer to get to the point for me. Uh, you know, like, like Jay talked about with the Hopper storyline and, uh, I can't think of any other super specifics. I mean, like this discovering Vecna was a little, took a little longer than I wanted to. I don't know. So I'm just, it's not, it wasn't perfect, but still above average. So it's a six for me on time management. Wow. Well, go ahead. What's your higher number, Trevor? <laughs> uh, I thought it was great. It left me wanting more every single episode. When I finished the first eight, I or first, excuse me, first seven, I was disappointed to find out that the last two were not, you know, for weeks to come. I I was left wanting more at every step of the way. I'm I'm going to give it a, a nine, and only because um, I wish there was more. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so it's like the reverse issue. Oh, that's great. Um, I'll probably go with a seven. Uh, next topic or area? Repeatability. Okay. We know that the repeatability score was de- basically designed as Josh's dump stat. <laughs> sure, yes. Um, <laughs> I would rewatch the final episode multiple times. Like, I... And frankly, I will probably just go to the scene where Eddie and Dustin are playing uh, Puppet Master. Uh, so other than that, you know, I don't know that the season as a whole is repeatable for me. Maybe. Really? Yeah. I mean, not to like sit down and ingest, right? It's a, it's a, it's a big commitment to, to, to me. It would be right. Like I can't anyway. see myself. I mean, it would be part of a, I'm going to watch all of stranger things all over again. I'm going to watch the Duffer brothers cinematic universe or something. Sure. Yeah. I, I would call this a. It's really. It's just an. It's an above. I'll give it a six. It's an above average repeatability for me. Like because there are some parts that I would like happily rewatch, right? But I'll probably go with a seven. And Trevor, our true believer. Uh yeah, apparently so. I I'm a massive Stranger Things fan. So my wife and I watched the first three seasons on our own. My daughter says, or we generally try to you know, introduce our daughter to new things and she's not very decisive. So we end up, you know, say, Hey, let's watch this. And she says, okay. So we're like, you know, you'd really enjoy stranger things. So we watched all three seasons of stranger things with her. And then when stranger things force was coming up, um, my youngest was starting to show interest and my middle child, the autistic one who says he hates horror, but loves all things horror. Um, we, <laughs> So he's like you with card games. <laughs> Stop. We've that joke before, Go away. Right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he, he loves like, especially, I, you know, I don't know if he, we've never really, because uh, he's 14, we've never really introduced him to like, you know, heavy horror, but he loves things like um, Five Nights at Freddy's. He loves Ghostbusters. He loves. Oh, man, I could not handle Five Nights at Freddy's. It scares the bejeebers out of me. He loves all those things. And he will tell you flat out that he does not he will tell you that he hates five nights at freddy's because he hates jump scares he'll tell you all these things but he clearly does love all of these things and so we're like this is like right up his alley and so we decided that we were going to rewatch all three seasons and watch season four with him and i thought this is going to be like pulling teeth you know and he it was like pulling teeth to get him to watch the first episode he watches the first episode of stranger things of season one and he loves it he did not complain once through the entire four seasons. 
not once. And this is a boy that I can't get to do anything like this ever. Hmm. So for us as a family, this has become, this is our family show. And and that maybe that's a little grim. I don't, I don't know, but Ah. we, we we love stranger things. And I think, I mean, I say it's better to have a family show than not have a family show. That's fair. That's, that's, I we can't don't think ha- if my family had a family show when I was growing up. We didn't. We didn't as as growing up. I mean, my family has a family show now, and it's called the Baby Yoda Show. <laughs> I mean, we he he does watch Mandalorian with us. That's the one show I have gotten him to watch with us. But the truth is, is that one's more pulling teeth than Stranger Things. Like getting him to actually show up, he just he really likes the 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 sort of '80s horror. I'm actually wondering if I should be showing him movies like um what's the one um oh shoot i can't think of the name of it anyway um you know the more like jaws and the the 80s Mm -hmm, goonies mm -hmm. that sort of stuff he i think he really enjoyed goonies although it was hard to get him to sit down and watch it but this is his right up his alley and and so when season five comes along we'll i think we're going to go back and probably watch all of it again and he'll probably love it so for us it's a 10 this is we'll rewatch this for certain Probably multiple times. Okay, next category. Fun. Uh, uh, again, this one gets high marks, partly from context, partly because Steve exists. <laughs> and uh, what else was fun about this? Well, Murray, Murray. Anyway, this is an. I'm, I'm just going to nine with fun. I I had just like I had those you know those chills kind of moments. I had laugh out loud kind of moments. I had the fist pump kind of moments. Like you know. I was ready to freaking go back in the wrestling ring when Eddie and Dustin started playing metal. <laughs> the uh, the funny thing is, is how many topics come up about the 80s with my kids. Like my my because daughter, of Stranger Things, you mean specifically? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a we had a long discussion about D and D being uh, vilified so much in the 80s. She thought that scene was completely and totally unbelievable with the um, the the town hall meeting about the oh Hellfire about the Hellfire Club, Club. oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then and them discussing how you know D and D was was a satanic cult you know game introductory game and she she's just like what that that would never happen <laughs> what that doesn't make any sense the... yeah she's like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> oh it didn't make any sense back then either <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm like well actually and then we went we went down the rabbit hole I I showed her the Jack uh chick tricks or uh, tracts oh yeah jeez. and i, I don't know I sh- that i've shown those to my kids i i showed her you know i showed her some videos on youtube of interviews with people from the 80s talking about how it's a satanic uh this and that and you know i read her an article about how um, every time somebody come out in the media and say you know that it <laughs> was satanic that that uh, tsr sales would go through the roof and just all the stuff that was happening at the time it just it really Wait, i didn't know that so was this all a plot by tsr to raise sales uh, I had no idea, but it <laughs> worked. Just kidding. Please don't it do worked. that. It worked. Every every time something came out like that, it just. I mean, the truth is, is during the '80s, that's what metal bands were doing. They were they were selling themselves as satanic this and that to, for sales. It was it was. I mean, Kiss and uh, Motley Crue and lots of them. They were. They, I mean, some of them were a little more overt, but they were. Yeah. It was it was driving sales because. Kind of an intro, but yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it worked for D and D too. Uh, cool. Anyway. Uh, sorry. What was your number? What are we talking about? Fun. Fun. Yeah. Ten. And Jay, my fellow curmudgeon. Uh, I'll go an eight. I mean, I I feel like Trevor. If you 
you, if it really was your top fun, your score would have been an 11. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got to the overall yet. Oh, okay. Your overall. <laughs> sure, sure. Fair. I uh, stole the joke. Sorry. Uh, so you. overall, um, man. Yeah, I did like this. Like, real quickly, if I were ranking the seasons, this probably is my second favorite season, I think. I think it goes one, four, two, three. Three was my least favorite. I almost didn't come back. I had a lot of love in my heart for Bob. Well, it's it's hard not to love Samwise Gamgee reincarnated, right? Yeah. I'm just waiting for them if to only watch. they'd had Murray there with the flamethrower. Bob I, would still I, be with us. Every time Bob sat down to have movie night with them, I was just waiting for them to watch Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, that would have been such a freaking they do easter egg or what, what do you call it Institute. i think i'm gonna give it i'm feeling generous i'm gonna give it a nine for my overall as jay said the the sum the whole is greater than the parts or whatever um anyway this is a good watch jay um i'll go with an eight how would you rank the seasons jay which was your favorite i mean i don't think that there's ever going to be a season that is better than one just because it you can't that. go home again right yeah yeah so you think one's best where do you rank this to compared to the other two i guess uh i i don't know i'd have to re, i'd have just to do say, like a full is rewatch. Three the bottom jay that's that's all i really care about okay uh three is the bottom so let, let me def- <laughs> i'm not going to say that three isn't the bottom but let me defend it just a little bit well, I mean, the the bottom of a shining pile of gold is still gold. <laughs> it's just a but little tarnished. You can you can do you can apolo- be the apologist for season three. I'm ready. L- let me just say that upon rewatch, it is better than I remember it. Like like rewatching it, I'm like, man, I I remember not really enjoying this quite as much as the others. And on rewatch, I'm like, man, this is um, this is amazing. Like there's some really great stuff that goes on in season two that I'd certainly Murray and Robin and, and Steve, just a lot of the stuff that I kind of didn't think all that important uh, when watching it the first time, but going back, it's just, it's better. So anyway, um, I, I guess I am the, the super fanboy here. The, the sum of the parts is greater uh, as a total. And I'm, that's why I'm going to give it the 11. Um, and I'm going to give it psychic powers as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, audience, I mean, I think we've talked about this a little bit. You definitely got to have a tolerance for elements of horror. One thing I was thinking about that I feel like Stranger Things does so incredibly well is like it is one of the most Lovecraftian shows I think I've ever watched. But that's probably because I haven't watched as much horror as is out there. I mean, no, I think it does wrong? a real. I don't need to be like to enjoy horror. I don't need to actually feel personal fear. And, you know, I don't ever feel personal fear in here, but I absolutely love the horror that you have here. Um, I, I really enjoy this show. So it, it, to me, this is, I wish there was more horror out there like this. Mm, yeah, 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 sure. Um, I'll, I'll probably go with Nate overall. Jay, you're the horror fan amongst us. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I mean, like, is this a horror, lo- a horror lover's horror? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, or is this the horror for everybody else? Right. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of baby's first steps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> baby's horror. first horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that's why I don't uh, like horror. You know? That's quality content right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I I I like Goonies ET Jaws stuff that feels like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I realize I'm going back to the '80s, but that's I'm a child of the '80s, so yeah. Yes, I, those I are your people. It's okay to admit that. I will say that as a child, you know, audience-wise, ha- at probably eight, nine, ten years old, I would not have handled this like my 10 year old did. I thought he did. I, it didn't seem to bug him at all. Oh, I'd have had nightmares for three years. Yeah. This would I have was been. such a sensitive little kid. Like, <laughs> have I, have I told you guys this story? Like some, one day this older kid described the plot to me of a, I think it was one of the creep show, you know, short horror anthology kind of things. And I had nightmares for like three days, just having the plot described to me. It it was one where these kids are like trapped on a raft with like this like flesh eating algae, sentient algae or something like that. I don't know. It freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. So I I would not have handled like your ten year old at all. Yeah. I I remember um, the Secret of Nim gave me nightmares as a kid. Um, what what are some of the other ones that you guys would laugh at? Yeah. Well, the Secret of Nim has that freaking owl and he is scary as all get out. Yeah, Brutus still to this day. It's one of my favorite shows, but Brutus, the the big rat with the the pike that that tries to attack uh, uh, Mrs. Brisby when she goes into the rats. That that rat gives me horrible, horrible, like, <laughs> yeah, stress anyway. response. Yes. So there was definitely shows like that that just you know were relatively innocuous that gave me. <laughs> nightmares as a kid so clearly yeah. my kids are not cut from my cloth they're cut from my wife's um real quick i'll um let's talk about some interesting things with the show so netflix had this super high stock price that was kind of based on the theory that their subscriber base was just going to go up and up and up perpetually mm-hmm. right and then it didn't go up forever and they lost like a third of their stock value something like that and so part of the um, reason why it was released this way is because uh, it has the first part of the um, episode in the in the second quarter and the third the the fun, the finale is oh, in the next quarter. Oh my heck. Okay, that is interesting. And so they're trying to keep membership uh, numbers steady up, across quarters essentially across quarters yes and uh part of what's interesting in my opinion is that uh it's it's actually the it's performed very well for them they have the show has it's had great viewership but bloomberg has lowered their projections on the s- subscribers and like it's going to be this like uh catastrophe 911 if they have their viewership go down again on top of the show performing as well as it did so oh yeah right interesting 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 to see how that turns out <laughs> uh all right well let us know uh what you guys think of everything and all the ways that us, trevor's wrong and, and if i was wrong to abandon jancy the jancy ship you know i just was so, so mad so wait, oh. have you actually abandoned the jancy ship then yes yes the lie was too much <laughs> oh interesting i of course i don't know how I, you, I, I love i don't know how anyone could watch this season and not be rooting for steve wait yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. i'm not i love steve i'm massively rooting for steve i just but, don't like, i just don't like steve and nancy oh you're wrong yeah <laughs> you're wrong 
<laughs> I love I love Steve. I love Nancy. I just don't think they're right for each other. I get it. I I like peanut butter. I like chocolate, but they are also really good as the Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> are they? Yes. Oh my God, Trevor. <laughs> He's just trying to add to the list of the ways in which he's wrong. I'm um, looking forward. I'm looking forward to Mike waking up and and being the Mike of season one. Oh, uh, I think oh, say, and being dead. I think that ship sailed. So. That ship sailed hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean his. It. I'm. I'm totally expecting that. Uh, his biggest quandary in season five will continue to be like. I'm just worried that Eleven will stop loving me. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Cyclops. <laughs> now I'm going to think of him as Cyclops all the time. It's horrible. <laughs> Even more reasons to hate him. That's right. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>